Okay. Okay, greetings and welcome to Two Shelves of Gaming. And uh, this episode is something slightly different because as you can see, it is moving images. It is actually a video. I thought I would dip into video for a little while. And uh, I thought I would uh, try a multi-camera setup, meaning I have got two cameras running on this game. A small solid state camera I got 10 years ago and my iPhone. And I'm recording on my voice recorder, so we've got all sorts of media flying about here. I hope I can put it together properly in the edit. And the game we're talking about today is Dinosaurs of the Lost World by Avalon Hill. Now, as you can see, this is not a role-playing game. It's not a war game, but it is what I would class as an adventure board game. Now, what it says on the game is an adventure game for ages 8 and up. And it's by Avalon Hill. And now Avalon Hill is a company I have known about pretty much from about the same time I was uh, getting into role-playing games. And I always saw their, their games on sale whenever I went to some of the more specialist game stores. I think I mentioned about a, a fabled place called Games of Liverpool, which was this amazing sort of uh, sprawling dungeon in, a, in the basement of a, of a Victorian building in Liverpool. And uh, I would go in there and I would see my D&D stuff and travel and RuneQuest. And there, and there would be loads of um, loads of war games. Many of them were by Avalon Hill. And they always seemed very austere and very serious and quite, you know, quite for the more mature war gamer or gamer, shall we say. And they were about, you know, the, the Napoleonic Wars or, or, or things like that. You know, they were, they were games of tactics and strategy and... I didn't quite fully understand what they were at the time because I assumed they were I assumed they were role playing games. I didn't because I kind of got into this whole hobby in in uh, in, in various scatty random angles. I didn't I didn't know how it all linked up and what the separations were and what the connections were. So whenever I saw a game, I don't know, for example, Crescendo of Doom, when I first saw that advertised, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a role playing game set in the Second World War, and it wasn't until years later when I was actually able to move to an area with lots of gaming stores being Liverpool that I could say ah so that's a role-playing game and that's a war game now I get it ah and war games use these maps and you move counters and they fight right I get it I get it so anyway I've known about Avalon Hill for a long time I have several other war games that I've acquired and they're all classics you know they're all quite well known like wooden ships and iron men or war and peace or Magic Realm, or things like that, and I've, I've got a few others. But this game is, is a bit different. This is this is kind of a fun game, and while it's wrong to say that this is the only fun game Avalon Hill ever produced, there's something very different about it. I mean, you can see by the cover, it's got a dinosaur, it's got people kind of fighting fighting the dinosaur, it's real lost world, kind of kind of pulp, pulpy feel to it. And, it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, and may, maybe it's aimed at the the younger player well i can see it's aimed at the younger player it says eight and up and it's got uh, it's got different modes of play it's got the co well the multiplayer mode the solo player mode or the younger player mode now what i'm doing i'm, I'm kind of doing something a little bit uh, in the middle I'm, I'm i'm doing it solo but i'm not necessarily using the solitaire rules from the uh as recommended in the rule book and but as I say, this is going to be a really short video because uh, I'm not sure my, my, my feeble editing system can handle all the media that I'm going to be feeding in, in, in a short while. So basic setup of the game is you are on a lost world plateau, 
kind of think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World. And uh, you, you start in the camp, which is here, and then you go around these unexplored sites. Sometimes you find stuff that can help you, like a tool or something to help you get off the, 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 the lost world. Other times you make a discovery or other times you get attacked. And of course, there are lots of dinosaurs rolling, roaming about the place. Now, these three plastic dinosaurs did not come with the game. They are my additions. And I can see from looking on Board Game Geek that I'm not the only one who does this. The actual dinosaurs you get with the game are these sort of little plastic cards. You know, very, very nicely illustrated, very sturdy cardstock. And uh, it's not just dinosaurs you have to contend with. There are Indians who live in the Indian caves over here. And there are ape, ape men. And the, as, as you move around, you are, you are experiencing different things. You know, you're, you're, you're facing different dangers. But the movement works in two ways. I, I, I would compare this game to Talisman. Even though I've never played Talisman, it kind of feels like Talisman meets Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's um, The Lost World. He did write that book, didn't he? If, if he didn't, I'm, I'm going to be a bit embarrassed. So you move around the outside edge. And every time you land on a square, it tells you what to do. So for example, here it says, hopefully the camera can see all this. It says, move a creature. So you move a creature, you, you, you can randomize it. And there's a, there's a little hex here with, and because every hex has six sides, you can roll a D six. And if it lands on a three, it moves in that direction. So pretty straightforward. And then there's usually a number at the bottom of the, uh, of the, of, of the square that says move one. So you can move your little piece one 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 place other times you find a tool so here are the tools a machete which will be good in certain circumstances like to, to cut yourself out to cut your way out of something you know another good tool is a rifle because sometimes you get into fights with the with the creatures and uh, another tool is a is a canoe when you want to go on the central lake now sometimes you get into a fight as i've just mentioned with one of these creatures now which in, in a nice way, you're, the purpose is not to kill the creature. It's just to kind of scare it off. So let's say I get myself into a fight with, uh, I don't know, this Triceratops. Now, depending on what equipment I start the game with, let, let's say I have something called a gas bomb and a rifle. So the, the, the setup is I'm trying to scare this creature away. It has a number on it. I roll that number and add, sorry, I roll one dice and add that number to it. And that's, that, that's the monster's, or the, rather the dinosaur's attack score. And then I roll dice according to what tools I have. So I get one dice roll per tool. If I beat the score, I've chased it away. If I don't beat the score, it's chasing me. And I then go to this chase track. And it chases me. By, we just simply roll d6s. 1d6 for me, 1d6 for the dinosaur. And if the dinosaur ever catches up, it doesn't, it never overtakes and it doesn't eat you. But if it ever, if, it, if it's ever about to overtake you, it stops on your square and you start losing tools. Now, I, I was playing a game last night and I lost all my tools. I got chased by the Indians and I completely lost all my tools. So I kind of, uh, yeah, I got hammered in, in, in a certain way of speaking. But I think this is a really, really good game. And uh, like I say, it's a bit out of the ordinary for uh, Avalon Hill because it's, it's very cartoony. Not in, I, I should say comic book way. And the thing that reinforces that comic bookness, you can hear some rustling now. I'm just going to slam this down in shot. Hopefully you can see it all. Now, that, there's the rule book. And it's very light rules. Or rather, it's very not a very heavy rule book. 
you get these amazingly well illustrated things called adventures so every time you land on a certain square so for example if you go to the a landmark called the pinnacle or a landmark called the central lake or you go to the triceratops hatchery which is something you you explore i'll come to the explorations in a minute you are presented with an adventure and it's really very nicely illustrated adventure and the way it works is you roll a dice and you progress your way along the uh the uh the the, the cartoon comic book panels and you do what it says like you you lose a tool or or you fight uh, a creature or you make a discovery or you know <laughs> this one looks a bit dodgy attacked from behind who were madam so it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and uh, what i should say if i haven't said it already is as you move your way around the uh, the board you land on these tiles and you flip them up and it gives you and you can either make a discovery of a tool there i've just found a rope or you might find a creature that wants to attack you or you might find nothing and also depending on where you land on this on this movement board you can have experiences which give you a heads up in the game or help you in the game or you can have uh, events you can have an event so something happens you know something dastardly happens to you or you do something or you do something dastardly to the other player but since i'm playing solo i'm just dastardly to uh, to, to, to the creatures and, and natives of the lost world but anyway this is what i'm playing at the moment and it's a heck of a lot of fun and uh i got this for two euros in a dutch kringlope store so an absolute bargain especially when you consider that i'm quite sure there is some lunatic on ebay trying to sell this for a thousand dollars or something anyway that's where i'm playing today hope you enjoyed the video